welcome to episode 23 of the Power on Retro Gaming podcast. My name is Scott and I'm joined by my co-host, James. How are you going, James? I'm good, Scott. How are you? Very well. Better now that I'm with you. Anyway, oh, lovely. <laughs> but uh, let's get the ball rolling with what you've been playing these last couple of weeks. The last couple of weeks, uh, Scott, I've been playing, uh, as we discussed on the last podcast, I stopped playing Shadow of Mordor because I just couldn't get into it. I didn't like it. But I did start playing Borderlands 2 as I was waiting for Borderlands 3 to come in the mail. I hadn't played Borderlands 3, uh, 2. I yep. played the first one. Um, I, once again, I couldn't get into it. But the second one, I've gone into it. I've gotten a groove going. I'm probably up to level 12 at the moment. Um, find it quite fun. It, it's different art style, which I quite like as well. Uh, guns are good. Um, it'd probably be better playing it with two players. I keep trying to convince my wife to play with me, but she keeps saying no. Um, well, that's and uh, I hope you're still talking about Borderlands. Uh, yeah, Borderlands, yes. Yep. <laughs> Nothing sexual. Right. Um, and besides that, um, I played uh, Resident Evil 3, uh, which... Me and my wife, we beat, and we found that a lot of fun, a lot of jump scares, graphics were good, gameplay was good. Yeah, we both enjoyed it. Probably play it again, because for some reason, I don't know how I did it, but like I died maybe twice in a row or whatever, and it asked me to do like the easier game mode, and I, I went to push no, but I accidentally pushed yes, and... Mm. Uh, I tried to go back into the menu setting while I was playing the game, and it wouldn't let me go back to normal mode. Yeah. And that was that was frustrating. So I had to beat it in. I think it was assist mode. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I'd rather beat it in normal mode. A bit more of a challenge, but it was a good game nonetheless. Okay. Oh, good. So just really those two tiles on the PlayStation 4 this week. Uh, yeah, PlayStation 4. But I've also Look out. Getting stuck into Silent Hill 2. Um, yep. I'm in the uh, in the hospital at the moment. If you have played the game, that's sorry. That's you mean a little Silent, bit in. You mean the sequel, or you've been playing that as well? Silent, did I say Silent Hill 2? Yeah, but I yeah. Do you mean the second one, or do you mean you've been playing Silent Hill 2 like as well? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I've been playing Silent Hill 2. Um, Yes, yeah, so yeah, I'm in the hospital. The yeah, the second one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm in the hospital at the moment. It's pretty good. Very eerie game. Uh, it's slow pace, but that's the way that they're trying to go about it, to build suspense and the atmosphere of the game. Um, the, In my opinion, the attack, um, like how you attack your enemies, um, doesn't hold up it's a bit of a delay yep. to what we're used to these days but overall it's still a fun game the clues and the mysteries are pretty fun to solve as well um you just got to make sure you're paying attention to everything in every room because it's quite easy to miss something what are you playing that on now on the playstation 3 so i got the hd version oh, yes okay uh which i think i mentioned a few like at, towards yeah. the end of last year because the PS2 version is just too expensive at the moment. Mm. Um, so, yeah, this HD version came with uh, 2 and 3. Um, right. 
And I tried starting. I tried to start to play uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, now I enjoyed the battle system in the game, but there's just too much of a story that I really don't care about, and it's very Japanesey. Um, uh, it it just bores me to death. Um, like with Awakening on the 3DS, there was minimal story, and it was just straight to the battle system, which I really loved. Yep. So I'm really going to have to push through to play this um, and get through the story mode because, yeah, it's just boring me. Well, you're more of a um, wham-bam, eat some ham kind of guy, and I'm more of a dive into it for 55 hours and then forget what I was doing. <laughs> exactly. Um, but that's good about Silent Hill too that you're sort of going back and playing an older title, um, even if it is a a remade version i guess that's sort of you probably had the same feeling i did when i started playing code veronica x recently and the controls are just so sluggish that i was like oh man we've taken such a step forward and to yeah. go back and play that it's, it's quite difficult so the thing with uh, silent hill 2 you've got the option of playing with the tank controls or a bit of a uh, like a 2d uh way so it's less of you know how the 3d games back then on the playstation and PlayStation 2, yeah, you had to push left and then to go, you turn your body left, yeah. and then you push up to go straight. Yes. Well, this is kind of like how you play now, but you have to work the camera with L2, which yeah. kind of like changes it around. Um, but it's still very old school, like your early PS2 way of playing the game. Yes. Okay. Um, but right. besides that, we're getting through it. Where died a couple of times, but I'm I'm learning how to play it. So it's, it's I'm finding it quite fun. Um, so you, you're both playing it? No, I'm just playing this one. Uh, my wife she found it boring. Right. Okay. So when she's at when she's at work or working in the lounge room, I'm generally uh, playing. You're in the hospital. I'm in the hospital right. playing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is that? Was the hospital similar to the other hospital you're in recently? Or? <laughs> no, the, oh, the hospital in the game is a lot more scary than the hospital that I was in yeah. a few like a month ago. Um, <laughs> they looked after me there. Oh, good. All right, that's good. Um, yeah, so you're struggling a bit with Fire Emblem. I actually started playing that myself recently before um, one of my wife's midday cleanups resulted in my game's ending up in four corners of the house for some strange reason. So oh, I'm just, no. um, prior to the show, actually, I just went and retrieved um, Fire Emblem, Animal Crossing, and um, the latest Pokemon, because I want to sort of try and get those going again. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, I've, I've finished. I mentioned the last show, I believe, that I was playing Fairy Fencer F um, on the PS4, another RPG. I ended up completing that. Oh, yeah. Um, How'd you find Probably it? Probably about 40-hour game. Yeah, it was okay. I sort of got, like yourself, I got a bit lost in the story story mode. Just ended up sort of not caring towards the end. Um, yep. And also another feature of the game, it's one of those games where you run around, you can see the enemies, and you can run up to them and attack them, and then it enters a battle stage. But um, you can jump on the mini-maps, which is interesting because you, you have no need to do it the whole game. But then right at the end, you need to jump between platforms to get to the next section of the map and it's the worst jumping controls you'd ever like it's there's a delay on it so you push jump and it's like a half a second delay so you got to time it perfectly it probably took me about 
30 tries to get to the section. And I got so frustrated, I almost gave up on the whole game. And I was just thinking yeah. to myself, why put this in right, beto- right before the last pass? Why put this in? Um, yeah. And also the difficulty, like a lot of these games, went through the roof right at the end. Oh, and yeah. like I only sort of worked out halfway through the game that you could do more to get um, higher XP per battle. So I was sort of behind in that aspect. But then when I got to the end, it was just too hard. And I, I read online you can drop it down to amateur mode to make it easier, which I wanted to do. But the, the game didn't support. It doesn't have amateur mode in it. Then I realized that it's actually a DLC. So you have to download amateur mode. Oh, no. So it's ridiculous. So I, I ended up doing that. It was, a, it was free anyway. But um, did that, got it, completed it. Um, but it's not one that I'll you know, really puts a memory in the future. It's just out of the way, sort of. One of those games I picked up for $9 at EB Game one time. And um, Look, I always I want to play everything I own, so yep. it's done, um, but I won't be going back to it. No, um, it sounds like it. Like, it sounded frustrating. Yeah. yeah, it was. I mean, it was, you know, I've played so many games that are similar to that. It's almost like in Japan when they develop games, they have sort of four key games they make in certain styles like there's that hack and slash game there's the the game like this the rpg where you just run around it's the exact same animations and everything than the other games um you know the platform and the puzzle game so yeah but it's done i started playing dying light on the ps4 i believe there's about to be a sequel but figured i'd play that probably probably played about two hours and got a bit sick of it so okay i don't know i just played um dead island recently not recently, probably two years ago, but beat that. And it's exactly the same as that. So I just sort of was like, I can't be bothered with another game like this at the moment. Yeah. Um, you know, just, yeah, I just at the moment, it's just not really something I'll really want to play. And then um, I went back to The Walking Dead, the final um, season, started playing that. But again, that's not really a game. It's more just a story-based um, point-and-click sort of game. So I ended up yeah. putting in putting in Marvel Spider-Man, um, which you've completed. Um, I believe you've you've also done the DLC, haven't you? Uh, with the Spider-Man, yeah, I've ended up playing everything because I just found the game just yeah. so fun. So I went through and I've started playing that. I'm probably, according to the um, load file, it's I'm at like 25%. So probably, I'm not sure if that represents the game um, story or if it's just 25% of everything, as in all the little all the little extras you can find. Um, I think it's everything. Yeah, so probably maybe four or five hours into it. Really enjoying it. It's a great game. It's fantastic. Um, everything I've heard, it didn't even sort of come close to what I was thinking it was going to be like, but just the story mode alone. And it really sort of captured my interest in Spider-Man from when I was a kid, to be honest, with all the references. And I find that I just get such a enjoyment out of playing. And um, we actually went and watched the second latest Spider-Man movie one night because we were playing it. I was playing, Ellie was watching and um, yeah, we just started, then we watched the movie. Um, cause was it was, that Far From Home? Uh, no, it was Homecoming. Ah, oh, Homecoming, yep. I haven't actually seen it. So yeah, like the game's cool. It's um, really well done. Animation's cool. Uh, just the whole, the whole world of it, you know, it's obviously I don't know if I have the rights to the other like the Avengers and stuff. I know the, the Avengers Tower is in it, but uh, yeah. yeah, so it can't cross over too much. But even standalone as a Spider-Man game, yeah, fantastic. So I really love it. Yep. Don't know yeah. if they're planning on making a sequel or anything. I'm, don't give anything away, but 
is they're sort of open to more games in this series. Uh, I've no idea, but I hope they do because the game was fantastic. Like I platinumed it. Um, I would love to see a sequel. Um, which way they go about it because the story and just the gameplay was so fluid. It just all worked so well. Like it was one of my favorite games of, uh, I think it was 2018. It came out. Yeah, one of my favorite games. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just a because I've beaten two long RPGs in a row, this one is just like a breath of fresh air, basically. Yeah. Um, I, I could imagine. Yeah, and, you know, they, yeah, it's just, it's, it's really exciting. And it's almost one of those games where you, when you're getting close to beating it, you're like, oh, great, it's going gonna, it's gonna to end soon sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and I was already feeling that way. I'm like, oh, man, I, you know, there's the DLC. I did go and download one of the DLCs, but I'm like, oh, there's only like three more. <laughs> so... Yeah, look, really, really enjoying that um, as far as PlayStation 4 games go. But uh, on the Xbox, I've been playing a little bit of Devil May Cry, um, just the the remake version they did a couple of years back, not the fourth one. Yep. Oh, sorry, the fifth one. Um, what else have I been playing? On the Wii U, I've still been playing Super Mario Brothers. Yep, Wii U. yep. Um, and... How you getting along with that? Are you yeah, I'm up it? to... It's very frustrating. I'm just terrible at Mario games. I've just lost it, as I've yeah. mentioned. Um, <laughs> I am up, I'm up to Bowser's ship, but I'm not sure if it's the end of the game or not. But my gosh, is it hard? It puts me in such a bad mood when I die and go back, you know, to the last <laughs> check. I just, like, can't... I don't want to go and play those four levels again and then get up to the Koopa Kid and die and then go back again. <laughs> That's happened so much. But, look, it is really fun, um, but I sort of... I just have this like feeling when I'm going to play it. I'm like, oh, this could end. It just puts me in a bad mood. I'm like, this could end badly. But then when I beat sections, I'm like, yes, take that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I've been playing a little bit of that. Uh, but as for anything else, I don't really the 3ds and stuff. I have played a little bit of Spirit Tracks on the 3ds this week, but there hasn't been too much more so. Yep. Um, just Spider-Man at the moment. Oh, good. Good. Um, but yeah, so. Those are the games, yeah, that I've sort of been playing. But, um, you know, I'm trying to rotate still through older games. I am setting up older consoles, but uh, obviously it's been a pretty busy week, so just sort of playing PS4 because it's very easy to pick up and play. Yeah. I did yeah. Um, I did actually beat a section on... You know that how I was saying I was playing um, Dynasty Warriors next on the PS Vita? Was that a few episodes ago? Or was it yeah, last? yeah, it was a couple of episodes I picked it up again and I thought I'd completed it. Then I got to the, after the credits, there's like 30 missions to go. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like, oh, oh, really? It's one of like, oh, I just thought it was done with. Yeah, oh, no. So I might be rushing back to that one. But yeah, <laughs> no, it's just, yeah, it just gets frustrating. But yeah, anyway, um, so that's this week. Who knows where we'll go after Spider-Man. I'm, I am really giving some... I'll talk about my pickups after this, but I am giving some uh, thought of playing um, either Final Fantasy on the PS4, not yep. 7, um, or the one that was released on the PS3, because they've been sort of in the back of my mind for quite some time. Yeah, yep. So, yeah. Uh, okay, so let's talk about pickups. Um, if you want to go first, let's, let's hear if you've got anything this week, or um, even if it's been a digital download. Nothing really, uh, just trying to beat what I've already got, because yeah. I think that's the best way to go about it at the moment. Right. 
Uh, what about yourself? Um, yeah, a couple. Yeah. To say the least. Uh, Rise, Son of Rome on Xbox One. Oh, yeah, you, you were talking about that one. Yeah, I looked at a YouTube video for it and decided to just, you know, take the plunge, basically. Yep. Uh, so that's that hasn't arrived. Oh, it arrived. Um, Valkyrie Chronicles 4 on Xbox One as well. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe on PS3. I did see this. This was mm. on your Instagram page. Yeah. Um, we're not really supposed to be buying anything at the moment, but my wife's birthday, <laughs> my wife's birthday is tomorrow. So when they did arrive, I said, "Oh, these are just some gifts I got you." <laughs> it's uh, like a Homer when uh, he buys. Marge, uh, the bowling ball that says Homer on it. <laughs> yeah, so um, I also got Naruto 2 Baruto Shinobi Striker on the PS4. Yep. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, so that that one might be something I play next because I absolutely love the first one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was a really good game. Yeah, my well, wife got it for me when we were just started dating for Valentine's Day. And I remember I, like, one night she was, I was going over for a family dinner. I was close to beating it and... Um, I just, like, didn't go because I wanted to complete it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also got For Honor on PS4. I looked at yep. some YouTube videos that looks pretty cool, so I was like, I'll check it out. $11. Yep. Put it on Afterpay. Uh, yep. Cyber Dimension Neptunia for Goddess Online. Goddesses Online, which is a, one of those japanese sort of games. Um, yep. ARPG sort of action game. Uh, Super Neptunia. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Neptunia P- uh, RPG on PS4 as well, which is a similar. That is a game series that I've sort of got some on the Vita. They're quite fun fighting games, not fighting games, um, RPG games, um, action elements. So, yeah, just cheap ones that I saw on eBay. I figured I'd grab them. I've been looking at um, probably four or five PS4 fighting games from Japan, which I'm really keen to get, but I can't get them at the moment because they won't import them. Um, yeah, I yep. did find an Oz seller who was selling a copy of um, one of the games I was chasing, which is called Million Arthur Arcana Blood Square. Okay. Um, but he doesn't, um, he's not shipping at the moment. So, like, it said that it was shipping, and then I purchased it. Then he sent me an email saying, hey, actually, um, I can't send this to you right now because of. Um, obviously what's going on worldwide with the pandemic so it's a bit frustrating because yep. i've been looking so hard for it then i saw it for a good price and i'm like yes i finally got it but then turn around and say even though it's an oz seller yep. he must yeah purchase it and um i don't know just yeah so well, maybe was, he doesn't want to go to the post office or whatever who knows who knows but that's the thing with my final fantasy 7 i got that probably a year ago on mighty ape and that's a new zealand website and they can't send it as well so Oh, really? Yeah, I'm just going to wait for that. But I'm not too stressed about Final Fantasy VII. I'd, I haven't completed the original. It might give me time to go and beat it. I'm probably three quarters of the way through it. Maybe we'll yep. do that tonight. I might start playing it again. Oh, uh, but from what I've heard um, from my friends, it's it's not really too much of a... Even though because it's only part of the complete yep. game, even though it's 40 hours, um, it's sort of almost like you're playing another game anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I didn't I didn't rush out and get Resident Evil Three um, because for one I was like I'm not going to pay full price for it because I'm not an idiot. <laughs> even you even are, but... <laughs> nah, even uh, my wife and I were having this 
But like after we finished it, I'm like, did you like the game? She's like, yeah, it was it was really good. But how much would you spend on it? She's like, yeah. oh, probably like forty dollars at most. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I I definitely agree because it was just too short. Well, that's um, ten dollars for every hour basically. And I, look, I was reading through the comments and it was a bit of, like a bit of a mixed bag. And this is in second hand here, but. Um, a lot of the comments, some were like, oh, fantastic game, holds so true to the original, follows yep. the original story so carefully and every aspect of it is based on And then, like, other comments like, oh, I've been it eight times. And I'm thinking, myself, eight times? Jesus, like, how can you play something eight times? But, um, <laughs> you know, all these things. And then um, other comments, like, has enough, you know, they've cut out most of the elements of the original. They've ruined, like, the original game. They've taken out the... Because uh, you didn't play the original, did you? No. Uh, well, I did play like a little bit, but I yeah. didn't. Yeah, I um, I played that religiously when I was a kid because it was one of the only games we had on the PlayStation One. Yeah. Um, and like I, from what I've heard from my friend Declan, he, um, they've taken out you know major plot points and um areas out of the game, but also like um scenes with Nemesis are different. Um, his forms are different. There's no, like, you know, um, in scenes with Nemesis, you used to be able to choose what you did. You either stay and fight, you'd run away, or you'd jump for a window. Yep. That's gone. Um, a lot of stuff. So when he was telling me all this, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I couldn't believe it. And he was, you know, he's been following its development. He was saying the graphics are toned down from the, the other one, the second one that got remade. Um, you know, they've spent three years on it and come up with a four-hour game. Very because it was... Uh, two different developers, I believe. One one team did uh, Resident Evil 2. Yep. Another team has done Evil 3. Right. So one might have dropped the ball, but the second one was amazing, in my opinion. Well, this... I looked at... Sorry, I looked at some footage from 2, and I haven't played... I played the original one probably about halfway through it, then my file got corrupted. Yeah. Um, and that, that remake... The graphics were great. I was like, that is top-notch graphics. <laughs> like, it looked amazing. Yeah. Um, but I haven't looked at anything from the third one because I just, I don't know, it's it's one of those games, man. It's like, that's something that I put so much time into as a kid and now to see it sort of, I just don't want it to be bad, basically. And I'm hearing mixed bag, like you're saying it's great, but can I trust you? Probably not. <laughs> no, because i mean you, you haven't played the original yeah right? like i know when you have a connection with something yeah. and are they gonna ruin it yeah i know the feeling yeah like it's like me getting on ratchet and clank and going what is this nonsense you'd be heartbroken <laughs> um, you know so i i don't know i'll look if it drops down to like 25 dollars or 20 dollars one day i'll probably grab it there's no yeah. doubt i'll grab it but also, I'm not going to – I want to play the second one. Uh, Declan, if you're listening, I've still got your copy. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I'll play through that, and then we'll see what happens. I, look, if it's if it goes on sale – because usually what happens with these things, if they get bad reviews, they just drop in price straight away, sort of like Battlefield um, and Battlefront, which drop straight down. Devil May Cry dropped down heaps because they just get bad reviews. I don't know what the reviews are like for it, but yeah, um, it always helps if – um, it drops down. See, Red Dead Redemption 2 is such a highly rated game that that's still holding its price around the $40 mark, even secondhand. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah. 
Mm. I agree. Um, yeah, I, I'd wait as well. Yeah. Um, I did look into something while I was researching Resident Evil the other day. There was a um, team-based shooting game. I don't know what it was. Something, not Raccoon City or something. I don't know, but recently released. Um, no physical copy as far as I'm aware, but an online shooter that you, that you play. And it's similar to a COD format, which sort of bombed, but it looked amazing from the gameplay trailer I looked looked at. Um, do you know anything about that? No, I'm not too sure. Yeah, I'm going to look into it and see if it's still up. I was reading that some guy jumped on recently and there was a few people online, so I'd love to find out about that, but I'm not sure. Maybe it's only on PC. Um, maybe. All right, well, uh, let's get into the topic for this episode. Um, yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about our best finds, um, whether it be an online purchase, an eBay bidding war, a, you know, visiting EV games or cash converters, finding a game, like just a, a decent find, a good find, you know, a rare find, a, a lucky find, you know, something that you just didn't expect to happen. Um, why don't you start us off and tell us if, tell us of an experience you've had finding something out there that's um, been hard to come by? Um, well, I was at a, like, secondhand toy shop in Mount Evelyn uh, a few years ago. Uh, I did a youtube video on this uh, i picked up like a whole stack of gamecube games for like probably like 60 dollars uh, maybe a bit less uh it might be 45 bucks uh but i ended up getting uh goldeneye rogue agent 007 from russia with love 007 everything or nothing lord of the rings the two towers in the return of the king batman vengeance and now i love the animated series batman game and that's what it is uh, got Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Simpsons Hidden Run, and Simpsons Road Rage, Star Wars Rogue Squadron 2 and 3, and uh, 13, uh, all for like, I think it was like $55, very good price for all those games, since you probably see like Australia, uh, if you go on like, say the groups, or marketplace, generally a, a certain game might be like 20 bucks just for one, um, yeah. So when I got all these, I was so happy. Um, can't remember the little toy store's names, but it was once you go up to Mount Evelyn, um, it's pretty much there's like a slip lane with all the shops on the side before the roundabout. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I ended up just going there, and they just had a heap of things. But every time I went back there, just for like just to see, they had nothing. Yeah, I guess it's um, roll the dice with that sort of stuff, or like op shops and. Um you know, Salvation Armies and things like that that just might have stuff and might not. I've seen, I've definitely seen a lot of games at those places, like in between maybe the CDs or the DVDs. They're usually mistaken for those and just put in there with, um, you know, next to the DVDs thinking they are a movie. But, yeah, um, you know, there's, there's a good chance you can always find something, but at the same time, you're probably wasting your time a lot of the cases because there's so many people looking. Exactly. Um, I've, also been to a garage sale once uh, where like I picked up an Xbox, uh, the original Xbox. It was complete with a few controllers, a, a fair few games, uh, all complete with the manual and whatnot. And uh, Mega Drive, uh, the version two, with a bunch of games, a few controllers, all the hookups, and I picked it all up for like nine dollars, which is 
terrific price. Uh, I believe that was back in 2016. Uh, I heard rumours that this person might have some games. Uh, so I ended up travelling towards near Greensboro for this garage sale. Mm. Um, I got there just when it, like before it opened. And uh, as soon as it hit 9 o'clock, I was in there and he just brought the boxes out and I was just like, went through it. I'm like, yep, let's buy it. Mm. Well, yeah. Um, even like, I know you'll recall the garage sale that uh, I called you to come to. Uh, in <laughs> yeah, I recall it because you rang me while you'd already, you were already there and go and come down to it so you get all the good stuff without me there. Like even though that was like gaming garage sale, um, because the guy was moving to London with his missus, um, he didn't really want to sell the games, but his missus like just sell it. Yeah, she was uh, she couldn't have cared less to be honest. He was like heartbroken about it and uh, seeing glimpses of my uh, future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, I felt for the guy. He had a great collection, though. He really did. Um, he really did. Like I, if I had all the money, for all these Sega Master System games because he had a lot. Yeah. Um, but I ended up buying like fourteen Sega Master System games alone. Mm. But this is like the biggest of Sega Master System that I've ever seen someone have. Yeah. Um, I was very impressed. Um. Oh. You got me that copy of um, Mario Kart on the Wii. Mario, yes, yes. Yeah, and hey, your wife got a, um, some, got a copy of Lion King. That's right, Lion yeah. King. Lion King, um, yeah. Um, I remember you, did. was it a Game Gear that you bought? I bought three Game Gears. None of them worked. <laughs> None of them worked? Sold them to $5 each because he said they probably don't work. I said, I'll take them. But I bought about eight Game Gear games from him. So I got like Sonic and stuff, Pinball, um, all that sort of the original Sonic on there. I also bought a um, Sega Master System adapter for the Game Gear so you can play Master System on the Game Gear. One of them powers up, one of them doesn't, and one of them turns on but then switches off straight away. So oh, okay. I, I did try to get it repaired, but I couldn't find anyone that, can, that specializes on the Game Gear. But... If anyone's um, listening and you live in Australia, please let us know. Yeah, please let us know. Yes, there's a yeah. I'll pay because I want to get it going. Um, because I got like Battle Toads on the Game Gear, um, lots of stuff really. Mickey Castle of Illusion. I have a pretty decent collection. They all came in little plastic um uh, cases too. He didn't have the boxes, but he definitely looked after his stuff. Uh, I can't okay. really recall what else I got. I got. Oh, a TV tuner for the Game Gear. He threw that in, which obviously I don't think works anymore, but well, I wouldn't know because the Game Gear itself doesn't work. <laughs> um, yeah, I got like... I've got a photo of the stuff I did purchase after that, but I can't really remember. But it was, yeah, I think there was like Kiwi, the New Zealand story on the Master System. I got that and stuff like that. Different games. Okay. Um, in terms of like, just say like eBay finds... Um... I uh, can't really remember because I bought that many things off eBay that are pretty good price, um, just because people have not, like, bidded on things. Yeah. But I remember there was, like, because I generally, when I go on to eBay, I don't look at buy now. Um, I go for, and some things might be not moving in price, and then you just get yourself a really good deal, or they may not have listed it properly. Yeah. And so it doesn't come up in searches, but 
I remember I ended up picking up two games from the same person. They're usually like $35, $40 games on the Super Nintendo when I was going pretty much buying everything uh, for the Super Nintendo until I actually played Time Cop. Um, now, I ended up getting these games because it was either buy now for like $35 or the bid was starting at $0.99. Cents, yes. And I ended up getting each game for total of two dollars because no one bid on them <laughs> and um so i got them for two dollars plus the, she combined the postage for me <laughs> so, so it was like a total of like like eleven dollars for both the games so i Dude, was stoked. i was stoked yeah um yeah besides that they're like probably the cheapest pickups um yeah that i can think of um just off the top of my head um yeah. But, yeah, like, the GameCube stuff was probably, like, the best find. Um, even the uh, garage sale, as mentioned, uh, cheap finds. And the one that we went to, like, because his missus was making him get rid of it, um, <laughs> they were all really good prices. Yeah, and I think he did the right thing, because if he was moving to London, I don't know his situation, but if he was moving in there um, long-term or forever, whatever, um, he probably sold at the right time because yeah. a lot of that stuff now probably isn't as expensive uh, and there probably isn't the demand that there once was for it with all these online editions and collections. Yeah. Um, but, look, he sort of had to bite the bullet on it because he had a lot of everything and um, obviously he was doing deals with us and just doing PayPal payments. Um, it was quite a good day. It was very enjoyable. It was... Um, bit of a shock feature because it's there's so much um and you know yeah. what do you get like i'm struggling to remember what i got but like um, in australia like like i know in like america like you watch like the game chases or pixel game squad and whatnot and they go to like garage sales or they go to swap meets um and there's just generally everything there back in the day like this yeah. was about 2016 we went to this and it's a shock to see like one huge collection, yeah, for sale. Yeah, like it was, um, it was exciting. You know, like I remember just pulling up there, and there was a lot of people there. But I remember the funny thing about it is when I walked in, there was a couple walking out that had just bought Sing Star stuff. Yeah, and I remember thinking to myself, like, look what's here. There's so much stuff, and like this is what you're going for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong, but like, um. <laughs> Bit, bit funny. Yeah, look, that was that was a good day. It was fun. Uh, let's talk about what you found in the wild, I suppose. Um, if it's garage sales, eBay, whatnot, let it rip. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, probably the biggest one was the two-parter, which happened uh, within the space of probably three or – no, I'd say two weeks because it was a school holidays. I was walking down to Brentford Square – um, and on the side of the road, and I, to this day, I always cast my eyes over hard rubbish because yep. of this. I looked over at the hard rubbish, and I saw a little Mario figurine. Yep. And I, like, sort of, there was some clear plastic tubs. Anyway, so I looked at the house, and it was derelict, like it was a terrible house. I'm like, okay, they must yeah. be clearing shit out. Anyway, so I looked at in these clear boxes that I didn't look in them. I just looked sort of through them, and I could see that there was neatly stacked square 
look like games. And, like, I knew the covers of the original NES titles because of Super Mario All-Stars, how you scroll across to each game, it has the cover. Yeah, Blue yeah. one for Mario Land, uh, Super Mario 2, um, yellow for 3, etc. Anyway, so I saw that straight away. I'm like, oh, what is that? So I took the cover off this case, and um, there was probably eight NES games um, just boxed up in there, neatly stacked. I do remember you telling me this story. It's, yeah. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And it, every word's true. It, it, I took them all out, and I thought to myself, like, how it, it wasn't that I was probably 14 years old. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, how am I going to get these home? And also, <laughs> like, my dad hated it when I brought stuff home like this, especially games. So yep. I was like, how am I going to get it home? I'm nowhere near my house. I've walked all the way up here, you know, so I ended up just it's, roughing it's, it. It's a bit of a distance, Bradford Square, from where you used to live. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, I actually took off my hoodie and wrapped it in, like, a bit of a blinky bill with the stick handkerchief uh, i did like pretty much that i wrapped it up in my hoodie and um held it like a basket uh and just carried it home and um to this day i've got and they're almost mint condition man these games they're like and they've got the original stickers from where they were purchased i think it was maya for 89 dollars um i don't have mario one but i've got all the others um fantastic a heap of other games in there as well like golf and um Bionic Commander, uh, there's Mrs. Pac-Man, uh, Stealth is in there. I'm just trying to remember. It's been a long time. But, yeah, stuff like that. Anyway, so that was I, – I now had NES games, right? Didn't have a NES. Um, never yeah. had one. We, we had Super Nintendo as our first one. Um, yep. Anyway, two weeks later, um, this is when they'd shut down all the factories where they were building the East Link um, uh, tollway. So yeah, where the ice skating place. Yeah, was, ice yeah? skating. So me and some friends used to sort of go into those places when they were all shut down, highly illegal, but who yep. cares? Um, and sort of just go through them anyway. So we're walking through this factory, and um, one of the guys I was with comes out and he goes, "Oh, look, there's a old Nintendo in here," and it, like obviously people were living in there. Yeah. And <laughs> um, yeah, we just packed it up and took it. Oh, I took it home and I plugged it in and it worked. I wiped it all down and stuff and um, it worked. So now I had a nest and this is in this is a two week span. And unbelievable. Unbelievable, I know. And you know what the funny thing was? I, as silly as it was, I figured that because I played Mario All Stars, that was the first game we had on the Super Nintendo. Yep. I figured when I turned the nest on because I had to didn't have AB, AV. It was tune in. You know how you had to like find the channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was like channel two or whatever. No, you had to like manually tune it to whatever it was. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the so, RF. Yep. Yeah, I'm doing that. And then when I turned on Mario 3, um, I expected it to be Super Nintendo graphics because I never played it on the NES. Yeah, the... And I was like, oh, there's something wrong with it. There's something wrong with the colors. <laughs> and then I realized like, oh, hang on a second. It's actually a remake. Yeah. Um, upgrade anyway so yeah that was um that was probably the best one the other one was this is more of a i guess there was a lot of people involved in this but um one of the friends of the show munson rang me up one afternoon and said oh the the video store on the corner of um, this purchase street is shutting down um they've got a heap of games there they're selling everything for five bucks and i jumped in the car and i shot down there with him civic video civic video and it was a big one man and like that's my favorite did you go there when they sold everything? Uh, I 
didn't buy games, but I bought yeah. DVDs. Idiot. Um, um, idiot. Yeah. So I grabbed but, like all the Fire Emblems, um, some stupid titles that I only had about two hundred dollars to my name at that point, and yeah. I spent the whole amount. But I didn't grab. If I was looking at it now, I would have grabbed different stuff. But you know, I was grabbing Mario Party, um, Wario World, or whatever it is. Um, Wario Land. I'm not sure which one was on GameCube. Uh, Gold Knight, Rogue Agent, Lord of the Rings. Like I already had that. I grabbed that. At, like uh, Mario Sunshine. Uh, Fire Emblem I mentioned. Yeah, just uh, so I actually end up grabbing stuff that ends up now not being that hard to come across, but that's yeah. because I didn't have it. Um, like I remember I had Zelda Four Swords on GameCube in my hand. I put that back and took. I think I replaced it with Sonic Heroes. Yeah. <laughs> you know well, I mean? so, well yeah. back in 2010, you wouldn't really know because no. this is when it closed down. I remember. Yeah. Um, like, I used to love that video store. That was my favorite one of the Mitchum Vermont area. Yeah. Because it was so big. They had VHS tapes, DVDs, um, Oops, any games. Yeah. Yeah. I actually grabbed Chase the Express from there as well, which I'd hired as a kid. And I grabbed the copy I used to hire. Um, so, but see, that's amazing. That's fantastic. They didn't sell any of the Super Nintendo and 64 stuff because I asked them and they weren't selling it. I think they wanted to do it privately. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I don't blame it. Yeah, but that was that was a good one too because I was uh, yeah I was pretty impressed by that day. Uh, yeah. But the line was massive, man. I had to wait ages to pay for them. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you know, other than that, uh, like you mentioned, with finding the original Xbox, I didn't have an original Xbox um, after our one that we got chipped broke. So one day I just decided to go down to Cash Clears and I knew they were going to have one, and I ended up getting one for thirty dollars with two controllers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I found a box copy of Link to the Past um, down at the Forest Hill Cash Converse when it was there. Oh, uh, yes. That, that was $40. I think I mentioned on another show I found a copy of Pinocchio on Super Nintendo in a furniture store down um, <laughs> down in Vermont somewhere. Uh, yeah, so Diddy Kong Racing, I got from Campbell Market. This guy was selling plants, plants, yep. and he had one 64 game. <laughs> three dollars like you know just stuff like this so (laughs) plants you believe it yeah so you know that's that's it really those those two fine just off the street that was that was a big one um yeah in terms of finding a console too that works out in the wild it doesn't really happen that much no Uh, not at all um but you know like more recent stuff would be uh tracking down a copy of xenoblade chronicles um, I had to send my wife down to Nary Warren to pick it up for me. On uh, the Wii? On the Wii, yeah, original. You know how they re-released it, but um, this is an original copy. Yep. Pokemon I... Emerald in, a, in box, so I had to get that from Pakenham. Like, you had to travel to get stuff because you'd ring up and see if they had it because you couldn't buy it anywhere. Yeah, like, yeah. I know the feeling. Like, I purchased my uh, Xenoblade Chronicles from EB because I was searching everywhere for it for ages. Everyone was selling it for like $90 or whatnot. Real expensive. And I think EB Games had a pre-owned one for like $34 at EB Games in Cranbourne. Yeah. And I'm like, put it aside. I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's essentially what we did with um, Pokemon Emerald. Because back when we were playing them, uh, we were trying to 
track them all down because we yeah. had the Pokemon box on GameCube. You could plug in your old um, your old games and get the Pokemon that you couldn't get um, and transfer them onto that game. Then you could transfer them onto Pokemon. I think it was Pearl at that stage. Yeah. So, yeah, that was cool. But, um, you know, oh, there was a fighting game on the PlayStation 1 that had characters from, like, Tekken and had Cloud in it. I think I can't remember what it was called. But I found a copy of that at uh, Salvation Army 2. So that was pretty cool. But, you know, like just stuff like that. Just random games in places that you would just never expect. Yeah. Really. Uh, yeah. Is there any others that spring to mind while I was talking for you? No, nah, like a lot of my Wii collection, I suppose, they've come from me hunting um, for like pre owned stuff at. Like EB Games, uh, back when they had a lot of Wii games, because I feel like the Wii will jump up in value, because mm. there are a lot of good obscure games. Because after a certain period, when people had the Wii, they kind of forgot about it, but they were still releasing really good games on the system. Yeah. And I've pretty much snagged them all up, uh, because yeah, that's what I was doing for a couple of years. Because yeah, I was always on the hunt for them. Yeah, well, um, you know, like like uh, like we do, we still are looking for games frequently. Like even when I went up to Ballarat recently and went to that antique store, they had some games, and I talked about that on the show and how I was frustrated yeah. that I couldn't get that. But you know, this is what happens. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so, you know, so the story and the way we find the games and how we get the games—it's that's what I like looking at the collection. Like I can't wait till I move into my house that we're building and when i set up the it's going to be a proper games room um i can't wait to just be able to look at it and be like yep that's where i got that game it just brings back good memories yeah well that's what it's all about isn't it like um my games room at my old house which was set up just the way i wanted it um look i when it was set up and it was the way I want, like, as I said, the way I wanted it, it was awesome. I loved going in there. It was, you know, everything. But for a lot of people, it was a bit over the top, you know. But it was a small little area, but I had everything on display so that you couldn't really take it all in in one sitting. So I had to go in there and appreciate it. But that was just everything I'd collected and there was stuff in a cupboard. But, you know, it probably won't ever be like that again um, yeah. at this house or in the future. But, like, it's in some capacity, I guess. We'll have yeah. some stuff out, but yeah. So, so I enjoyed yeah going into that room and looking at things because it's like oh, I didn't know I had this. Yeah, well, some people went in there and were like, "This is really cool," and were taking photos and they're obsessed with them, picking up all the little figurines and having a look at the boxes. And others would go in there and be like, "Oh yeah," like because they just weren't into it. But I mean, everyone's played video games. Doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. Um. You know, we take it to the extreme because that's uh, you know one of our passions. But yeah, like. Um, more so the there is a culture behind it as well and you know some people collect weird shit and some people collect video games so yeah yeah like even yeah. the younger generation that's growing up now like like 10 years younger than us that's all they kind of know is video games it's the world's going to be a different place compared to the the older generation who look down on us and go why do you have this shit while the yeah. younger people are more like oh cool well that's what i imagine will it'll be like and to be honest um when my old man used to pull out stuff like his old vinyls i was so impressed by them yeah and that's what you're talking about is that when 
you know, years down the track when we pull out a copy of, you know, the original Metroid, like our kids or whatever are going to be blown away by and go, oh, that's really cool and have an appreciation for it because we've preserved yep. that. Whereas, you know, um, others might not be. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, that's really cool, my man. Um, now you're going to take us through some gaming news. I will. Uh, we've got Cyberpunk on the Xbox One X. Uh, they're bringing out a glow-in-the-dark graffiti console. This is no future. If you haven't seen a picture of it, it looks pretty cool. Um, so when that game actually finally gets released, there's a Xbox One X console to go with it. So, yeah. Uh, we've got Episode 1 Racer on is coming to the Switch and PS4, uh, which is like the pod racer from Star Wars, and that comes on May the 12th. Um, got it on the Nintendo 64, so I probably wouldn't purchase this, but it's fun that it's coming out for people who haven't got it or want to play it on a newer console. Um, we've also got Crisis Remastered is coming to all platforms. Now, I love this series. Um, I played the first one. Now, the first one, even the graphics on your PC was... You had to have, like, the best PC back in the day just to play this game. Um, I loved number two because it was in New York. I remember seeing the advertisements when I was in New York in back in 2011 for the first time, and I'm like, oh, i got to play this game. Mm. Um, I wasn't impressed with the third one, but it was still good enough. So I, I really enjoyed the first two, but I'm looking forward to probably playing Crisis again. Yeah. Um Sources tell Bloomberg that this year Sony will be producing a lower number of PlayStation 5 consoles. The cause is not the coronavirus, but because of the the, uh, hardware's high price at launch. Mm -hmm. So who knows? And apparently from another source I heard is they're going to see what Xbox is doing, if they're going to release it this year or next year. Um, so I don't know which one to believe, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, there's been an article saying that 1997 was probably the best year for video games. And um, to name a few, probably more than a few, mm-hmm. is um, in 1997 we had a few um, PC games that did really well, like Myth, The Fallen Lords, which was one of Bungie's titles before they did Halo. Uh, we've got Zork. We've got Grand Theft Auto, which started their franchise. Star Fox 64. The Curse of Monkey Island, a PC point-and-click game. We've got Final Fantasy VII Fallout, that started them. Uh, GoldenEye, Crash Bandicoot 2. Uh, Star Trek Generations, another point-and-click uh, computer game. Oddworld, Abe's Odyssey, Quake 2, Turok. Age of Empires, Didcon Racing, Castlevania, Sympathy of the Night, Sympathy of the Night, <laughs> Mario Kart 64, <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, Gran Turismo, and many more, but I could be here all day. So a lot of really good titles that came out that year, um, but 97. Yeah. Let's go into our two reviews for this episode. Um, yeah. I'll start, I guess. Yeah, That's yeah. Up. up to you. So this one, uh, I know we've both played it. I'm pretty sure we both own it. We've spoken about it. Um, yep. Features a, I guess, a 
No, sorry, it's a cat. It is a cat. Um, is it Eek the cat? It's not Eek the cat. It is Bubsy in Claw's Encounter of the Third Kind. Ah, oh, yes. Anyway, yeah, so it's... Uh, you own this, don't you? I sure. do. Definitely Are you do. on the I've, Sega or the... I've got Super the Super Nintendo. I've got version 1 and 2. Yeah, I've got the uh, well, the first one on the Super and the second on the Sega. Ah, beautiful. Uh, but I don't have any of the other ones. But I'm well, you don't want Bubsy 3D. You don't want it. No, I heard that is really bad. But also yeah. the newer ones, I'm not sure what they're like, but they're on the PS4 store and the Xbox store. So who knows? Maybe one day. <laughs> anyway, so I got Bubsy in the Super Nintendo, uh, developed by Accolade. It was released first on the Super Nintendo in 1993. And being an American game, was released later in Japan in 1994. It's a basically a cat character named Bubsy who breaks the fourth wall and you know lets off a lot of puns through the start and end of the level. Uh, a smart aleck cat, if you will. Uh, you know, it's very colourful and um, the graphics are great. Animations um, are great throughout the game and the music is fun and catchy. Uh, game very soft on story though uh it's basically um woolies wanting to steal yarn balls from the world and bubsy has the biggest collection of yarn balls being a cat um so they've come down to steal them all and you have to stop them that's it yep so yeah put that in a three-piece movie um (laughs) anyway so yeah the controls are very very stiff and it's basically a one hit death and hit detection can be a real problem for this game uh, it plays like a Sonic game. It's quick. Um, you speed across the screen, but it, um, sorry, it feels like a Sonic game, but it plays like a Mario game. Mm-hmm. Um, he basically based it off, basically based it off, basically based it off um, Sonic One on the Sega because he played 14 hours a day of that while he was trying to come up with inspiration for this title. Oh, really? And yeah, that's how he sort of came up with this and got together with his team and they came up with the character and the rest was history. The only difference is Sonic has a uh, a ring system which basically gives you an extra hit point. If you have a ring, you've got a life. Um, yeah. Mario, you have a mushroom, you have a life. In this, you can have the yarn balls, but you got no, no other lives. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You're done. Yep. So every jump and attack has to be planned because um, you're constantly running through the game. It makes it tough. And okay. uh, with stiff controls, it's, it's very difficult. Um, so, yeah, you can die from fast running, you can die from fall damage, um, which is crazy because the levels are so high and it's quite zoomed in on the character that it's hard to see what's around you. Yep. Um, you can glide, but it's difficult to navigate because you don't know what's underneath you. You could fall straight into an enemy or down a cliff or you can land in one of the um, the sloping, you know, like the, the water runoff things. That I do, t- yeah, the little <laughs> flume things. Yeah, and the music changes to so that horrible noise, and it's ugh. anyway. Um, yep. So all all that being said, it's very misguided. Uh, cool characters and stuff, and funny little puns and catchy music, but just the gameplay is probably what lets it down. It's it's very difficult. A hundred percent. Someone, it's it's enjoyable. It is an enjoyable experience, but I think you know if you really want to sit down and play, you're really going to only play the first couple of levels, and then you're going to go to yourself like this is either too hard or it's just not fun anymore. Um, yeah. You know the music and that first level is probably the best part for me when I play it. Um, for some reason, a lot of my friends had this game as a kid, but I never owned it. But it was one of the first games I got when I started 
buying Super Nintendo games. Yep. Um, because you'd always play it. But, yeah, it was extremely popular, but it's just not a very good game. But, um, you know, you've, yep. got, you've got your power-ups, rivets, um, T-shirt that you can find throughout the levels, and there's different things to collect and lives. But, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult game to master. Um, I haven't completed it, but I've got quite far. I think yep. there is a password entry you can do to skip levels, but, yeah, I haven't really looked into that too much. Uh, Bubsy is a game that I had as a kid. Um, yeah. It Everything that you're saying about it, 100% spot on. Um, it's fun, colourful. It shows a lot of promise, but the the way it's executed, uh, it's, just, it's bad. What could um, possibly go wrong? Oh, so many things. And there was a sequel. <laughs> yeah, so... There's a sequel, yep. Um, did you have a sequel as a kid or just the first one? Just the first one. I didn't even know there was a sequel yeah. until, like, years ago. Yeah, that's the same here. I didn't realise till probably, you know, 2010 plus. So, yeah. uh, interesting. Do you remember where you got it? Uh, the sequel or the first one? <laughs> the first one? Yeah. Um... No, I don't remember where I got it. I believe my dad brought it home it was just a gift um, because I I had it at my dad's place. Um, I would have been like maybe like six years old, I'd say. Just enjoyed it for what it was, but never really played it that much after that. Yeah, it's now um, Yoshi's Cookie. <laughs> Yoshi's Cookie. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, jeez. Um, look, I. Just for that first level alone and the – like, I actually listened to that soundtrack while I was writing up my notes. I'll probably give it 6 out of 10 um, beeping cars. Beeping cars. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's Bubsy, so check it out. Um, but, yeah, don't be surprised if you get sick of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll fire off my one. Uh, it's – based on a comic book. Um, it also stars a hare or a rabbit. That's Jack um, Rabbit. No, but that's actually a very good guess. Um, his name is Bucky O'Hare. Bucky's funny. Bucky O'Hare is a 1992 action platformer video game for the Nintendo Entertainment System, and it was based on the comic book series the game was developed and published by Konami and was released in North America in January 1992 and in Japan in January 31 of 92 and in Europe February 18 of 1993. Bucky O'Hare has to rescue each of his crew members and on a series of different planets and as each character was rescued, the game gained the ability to switch between them and Bucky on the fly to deal with different problems in the game. The gameplay and level design is very closely resemble that of probably Capcom's Mega Man series, and with elements of Konami's Contra and like Ninja Turtles, and probably Little Samson, how you can switch characters as you go and as you rescue them. Uh, it's actually a pretty fun game, uh, but it's very difficult as well at the same time. There was also an arcade game, very different, but there was also an arcade. Um, Bucky O'Hare was directed by Masato Maegawa, who founded the Treasure uh, team uh, the same year the game was released. 
And if you don't know the company Treasure, they have made hits like Gunstar Heroes, Alien Soldier, Silhouette Mirage, Mischief Makers, Radiant Silvergun, Ikaruga, Warrior World, Sin and Punishment, just to name a few. The game received positive reviews from critics, but as I mentioned, it is one of the hardest games on the NES, and it's being praised for its side-scrolling content, as inspired by Mega Man, and really good game. I did not know about this as a kid. I probably found out about it probably in 2015. I actually looked for it in Japan when we were there, but I could not find it. Um, mm-hmm. So I ended up buying it a few years ago. I contacted someone who was selling it on eBay and I private messaged him and see if he could sell it off eBay at a cheaper price to me. And <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, so he probably, because when you sell things on eBay, you have to cop it like a fee from eBay for putting it on there. And I'd rather both of us save some money and him gain some money. So yeah, it's not easy. It's not something that you came across very often, uh, like even on the Facebook pages back in the day. I rarely ever saw it, yeah. um, but it's quite popular in the states, and it was it only came out in like Europe. So I've got or UK being PLA, so I got the PLA version. So yeah, happy days. Um, yeah. To rate this game, I suggest you actually check it out. Check out gameplay. If you like Mega Man, you're probably going to like this game. Um, It's like those other games that I mentioned where you can just change the character once you rescue them. You've got to think your way through the levels uh, because one character might be able to climb this, one character might be able to jump over this. You're going to need to really think it out. Uh, It's very similar to like your Flintstones Dinosaur Peak where you have to switch Barney and Fred. But to give this game a score, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 because it is the graphics look amazing on this game. It was something that came out probably at the time of the Super Nintendo was already out. So they've already worked out the kinks of everything. Um, very good game. Check it out if you've never played it. I've actually liked that we both re- NES and Super <laughs> Nintendo games today. Yeah, I think uh, it's probably a first. We usually stray away from... Well, we have re- well, I have recently, um, you know, retro titles. And we've sort yeah. of, I've done a few um, sort of current, well, not so current, but um, releases. So, yeah, it's good that we're we're doing that, I guess you'd say. But yeah. look, I mean, it's easy to talk about the older stuff because we've got sort of history behind it. When you're talking about stuff like Nintendo Land, it's like, okay, I've played it for two hours. Yeah, exactly. I, I wouldn't even be able to tell you which room my house is in. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, that, well, that sounds like a cool game. So you tried to find it in Japan, but you couldn't find it. Is it it's not no, a Japanese I, exclusive, though, is it? No, it's not. So yeah. it was a bit cheaper in Japan at the time uh, right. when we were looking. Yeah. Um, so I was happy to just find the cartridge, but every person I asked, we went to a lot of different stores, different days. I could not find it anywhere. Um, it may have been in a real expensive. I think it was like yeah. $300, whatever that was in yen. Um, and I was not going to spend that much money except for little Samson. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, you got you got your money's worth out of it for that six-minute review we did. <laughs> exactly. <ago>. Exactly. 
<laughs> but, you know, throwing the case across the. <laughs> what an idiot! What was I thinking? <sighs> just so fast. Yeah, look, I yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it was it's almost funny to think back to when we went out looking for games in Japan because we're sort of just you're so overwhelmed by it, or you. Yeah. And then you've got to take into consideration that you can't actually a lot of the stuff I purchase I can't even play because yeah. I can't understand it or navigate it. So, you know, but they do have a lot of games that we never see over here, which is exciting. They really definitely do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, good review and good episode, and uh, good to catch up with you. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll end it there. But until next episode, remember to um, power on. <laughs> <laughs>